Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Insane in the membrane. Oh my God, mate. All good. And that sounds yeah, okay. That's and everything. It, yeah. Here we are, Matthew. That does nothing. But... <laughs> no, but it looks good. But you know what you're doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's like, yeah. Quite sure as hell, don't you? Yeah. When we turn up in a Vauxhall Astra that's got a dodgy exhaust and then he turns into Spielberg. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How did oh, that happen? Man. Oh, man. Well, we, this, is, this, is, this is it. This is how we roll. We, we look like. We're just chances, but we've been... Yeah, we kind of are. We kind of are. Yeah, well, do you know what? I think most people are. I think most people, maybe not chances, but we kind of like, yeah, I'll go and do that. Well, yeah. what's, what, what will happen if I go and do that? What's the worst that happened? I'll get yeah. it wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got it wrong quite a bit, actually. Yeah, I'll well, be honest. But this the real is, world, eh? Oh, man. But there, I think, you know, like you, well, there's no big introduction to this, but just get into it. Yeah. You know, you're, you're one of those people that just flings yourself off into the world. And I have an I have an element of that where I'm like, yeah, all right, fuck it. What's what's going to happen? That's why that's how I ended up being a comedian. I've just ended up. People went, you should do it, and I went, yeah, all right, then. and just got gigs and just did it. And I think that's in me. I think that's in you. Where you just go, I'm, I'm going off. See what yeah, happens. I think it's interesting though. Like you know, I can be up the side of a mountain and be just the happiest man in the world, but the thought of being standing in a room trying to be funny in front of people absolutely terrifies me, <laughs> right? And it's so yeah. funny what which um, which things rock people's worlds, you know, because for me that's terrifying. You know, and many years ago I did some acting and bits and pieces and, you know, I, I, I don't know that I ever felt... I loved doing it. Yeah. But if I ever stopped to think about what I was doing, imposter syndrome run away holy shit this is terrifying <laughs> but so and somehow i blagged my way through a certain amount of it and then thought yeah. i probably should get a proper job at some point you know <laughs> i think everyone has that imposter syndrome and then you get to a point where you've been doing it long enough you're like no 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 people are booking me now and they're booking then it was simon at the comedy store took me to one side one day and he just said rich you're supposed to be here so stop fucking about <laughs> it's yeah. just like we haven't booked you as a favor yeah, yeah do it and you kind of think they do right yeah. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I did do you think well they don't really know me are they you know but I've I've got I'm here yeah. holy shit this is you it. know they must have seen something right I don't know <laughs> <laughs> maybe they got me confused with somebody else <laughs> yeah it's a, a rogue booking yeah 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 it was, I'll it's, take it yeah, yeah but it's, it's, it's you know it's funny my wife Kate and I were talking the other week 
And one of the biggest fears. Congratulations. The, the, congratulations, thank you by very the way. Much. Thank Married you. man, good lad. Oh, I'll tell you what, she's, in, she's incredible. Brilliant. She's and a little a, one on the way. A little one on the way. Woo. Yeah, at this age as well. Good things. What have I done? Yeah. <laughs> Quite the adventure in yeah. itself. But you're, it, well, we were talking about um, public speaking is the, is the number one thing that people fear most. Mm. And that blew my mind because you're like, it, I mean, for me, it's height. I can't. You know, I'm all right. It's just ladders and things like that. I'm a bit terrified of that, but you know, mountains and things like that. Mm. But, but the thing that would, would that scares me is going off into the world. I went to New York about ten years ago, doing some gigs. I was on my own. It's the first time I travelled alone, and I'm in the big city, and I didn't really know what to do. And I regret not being brave enough to explore a bit more. I didn't really leave the middle of. I didn't leave Manhattan. Unless I was going up to Poughkeepsie. But even then, I stayed in the hotel, back on the train, came back. And I'm gutted I didn't see the place. Yeah, I I, I don't know. I mean, it, it, it's a tricky one because I think, you know, it was kind of all I ever knew. I sort of grew up in the wilderness. I, 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 oh, I say the wilderness, the countryside in, mm. in, in Surrey. And then, um, and or southeast, should I say. But the... My father was sort of an outdoorsman. My uncle was an outdoorsman, climber, etc. And and we were just kind of left to our own devices. And I don't actually think that was unusual for a lot of people at that time. This is the eighties. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, the phones weren't really around, or they weren't around, and and TV was a bit crap. And so you just thought, well, I'd rather go yeah. dig a hole, climb a tree, disappear, whatever it was. You know, <laughs> yeah. I was outdoors, and and suddenly, you know, I think that just. I don't know. I guess it, it just sows a seed in you. Do you know what mm. I mean? But as you get more mature and you get older, yeah, you think, well, that's not a job. The outdoors <laughs> yeah. isn't a job, is it? You know, I mean, get a job, get a proper job, get a proper work in the job, city, yeah. or, or you know, sit behind a desk or something. And but that's you know, I guess a capitalist society or a or a modern world says, you know, you've got to have a proper job. But I I don't think I was really built for that. No, I I, I I've tried. I've tried to get a proper job yeah. and I didn't last five minutes. I, yeah. I've, there are people still waiting for me to come back from work 20 years ago <laughs> from lunch where I've gone, I'm not doing this. Yeah. Still getting holiday pay. Yeah, 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 just go. I just, <laughs> no, I, I, I remember I was a bus driver and uh, one of the guys, we, I ended up uh, sitting on the main table with the guys that had been there 30 years and one of them leaned over and he just went, he goes, you'll never leave. And I never went back. <laughs> I just went, no. Can't can't handle it. it. It yeah, you just need. I think sometimes it, it's a trigger point, and I think you know, you know that word of being a maverick it probably suits mm. you very well. Um, and I think you know, from the Bransons to to you know people like us, I think you know we haven't quite hit his wealth, but you know, yeah. but, he's, <laughs> nice. but he is. It's sort of fuck conformity. I'm not gonna. I'm mm. not gonna um, comply. I'm going to break the rules. I'm going to do something different. And if you ever look at successful people, even climbers, entrepreneurs, etc., they tend to be nonconformist. They always yeah. they like risk, right? Um, and and risk can be rewarding, but it can also be you know um, a kick in the ass too. But I think I've always believed that you know uh, experience and knowledge will generally get you through it. If you have a passion, yeah, make true. sure you do your de- due diligence and then go and give it a go, you know? Yeah, that's the thing, isn't it? When you first start out, 
you just fling yourself off and the due diligence comes later on. Where you go, yeah, oh, I, I did that when I was joking, for sure. Yeah, yeah. A few scars and bruises from yeah, that one. Yeah, yeah. But it's that, it, I think it comes from, and it, uh, you might be the same, it comes from the, I, I could never sit still. When I was a kid, I was always on the move. And I remember my dad shouting at me one day. He was like, look, I was stood in the hall, I was stood in the doorway of the lounge and I was watching the television, stood up. And he had either come in and watch the telly or fuck off. Yeah, yeah. Like, what, what are you doing? And I'm like, oh yeah, I always felt like I was, I couldn't stay around for too long. I had to get somewhere. Yeah. I don't know where that place was though. But it was just around the corner. Just around the corner. Yeah. But then it was like, well, what's around that corner? And what's over there? I was, I couldn't, I've, and I've always been the same. If I, if I'm, st- if I stay somewhere for too long, I get a bit fidgety. I tell you, I think we're cut from the same cloth on that one. I mean, you know, I'd be, I was at a pretty belligerent school and, and at the time in the 80s, it was, uh, you know, I had dyslexia. So, oh, wow. you know, I, I wasn't the best academic. No. And at, at, and it wasn't recognised. No, really. no, you no. just got, you know, you got the cane or, you know, picked on or whatever it was. Yeah. And so I spent my childhood at school anyway, just, I mean, I had an amazing family. But at school, man, I used to just get my ass fucking torn out every day, you know. So in the end, I started, and I was the dreamer, right? Okay. I was the guy when they're trying to teach you Latin at 11 and I'm like, <laughs> what, 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 what is, is this? It's like from another planet. <laughs> I mean, how is this ever going to help me in my life? And so I'd be looking out the window, looking at the rolling hills and I would be thinking, I wonder how long, I literally remember this, I wonder how long if I started walking, how long it would take me to get to that hill. And once I got to that hill, I wonder what's over that hill. Mm. I wonder if I could make camp and spend the night there. And this is at 11, right? Yeah, 11, wow. 12 years old. And I'm just thinking, wow, wow, wow. And then all of a sudden, you know, I remember um, I had this nasty math teacher and he used to pull here and in front of the cl- oh, whole class, you're born idle, laddie, you're born yeah. idle. And then he he jabbed me with a bloody compass. Oh, my God. You know, and, and I would just sit there and going, yeah, I think I've pretty much had enough of this. Mm. So I would just run and this school was um a boarding school i didn't board but um i would just run and i would i would go into the forests and disappear for sometimes days and and they'd have the police after me trying to find me you know and uh, and i found real peace out there you know because it's where you know i'd sit under a tree and i'd just listen and there was nothing it was the wind Mm. and the and uh, branches and you know nothingness really but nothing there was going to hurt me nothing was going to yeah. punish me and it was peaceful so some people would say god that must have been really scary and I thought god you know I remember it as a really peaceful time when yeah. I was out there not so much at the school <laughs> but you know and I think that's probably what gave me a wild hair up my ass in, and in the fact that I just I love adventure. I love the outdoors. Mm. I find it really peaceful. And one of my beliefs is we're all carbon. Nobody hates a waterfall. Nobody hates a sunset. Nobody hates a butterfly, right? It's in us. It's natural. It feels good. I can't explain it. I'm not 100% sure why, but all I can think is at some point, we all probably came from the same place. Yeah. You know? This is my belief. I've never really been religious. I've tried. I've had a look. I don't want to dismiss it. But I, you know, I've done the Alpha course and I've done, you know, I've, I've been to Sunday school and things like that, but it didn't really make sense to me. But when I first heard about that, like we're all, we are all made of stars, you know, we're all, we've all got the universe. We are, we are, we come from this. Mm. 
And you sound, it sounds crazy when you talk like that, but it makes more sense to me than some dude on a big old chair. Yeah, I think, this. you know, I, 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 I've never really had a problem with religion. I still don't. I think no. it's each to their own. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, and, and everyone's entitled to their beliefs. I just, you know, my prescription is nature, mm. you know, the outdoors. And so that's what I believe in, you know, yeah. Mother Nature, if it's a thing, or the universe, if it's, you know, if it, if it operates, I just can't help but think there's got to be something bigger than us, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like you, I think a guy sitting in a chair, I, I might, or this almighty... And I definitely believe there's something. Yeah, there is. I don't true. know what it is. Maybe yeah. it is God. I don't know. But but um, I take comfort in being in nature. I just, I don't mind the cold. I don't mind being on my own. I don't mind being in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. For some reason, it feels, to me, safe. Must have been hard when, when you know, when you'd rather be doing that, getting out there into the world exploring everything must have been hard being involved like you said like you did a bit of telly being in a in a relationship with someone who was on the telly must have been that's really it must have been really difficult to get your head around when you see because I'm not I'm not slagging anybody off who's in mm. telly or doing telly and you know I've done a bit when you see it for what it is it's quite shallow really there's a not shallow but you know what I mean it's kind of what am I trying to say? It's, it's, it just doesn't feel the same as getting out amongst nature and amongst people. And do you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I don't think they could be more opposite. That's yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think um, you know, uh, it, it was it was a it it was a really interesting place to be because it couldn't have been more opposite to what rocked my world mm. but you know I played in that world too and and I think ultimately in life you become a bit of a chameleon don't you you do you know yeah. you adjust to the environment you're in and 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 you know the most important thing when you're married um for me certainly was um my wife and kids yeah you know and that's your focus everything else has to take a bit of a back seat when they're little weasels running around and you know you, yeah. you, you're all trying to make some money and keep everything on the straight and narrow um yeah I, I think sort of you know obviously being in in that world is uh it's unique mm. it's certainly unique and um i'm not sure i'd rush back into that but no. you know i don't begrudge anyone i think but we do live in a world where people chase chase I don't know if it's if it's the money they're chasing or the fame or the or the fortune or the the um I don't know the, the affirmation that you know yes I'm big I'm powerful I'm strong I'm mm. I'm you know I'm famous yeah. and and you know to me it's a bit of an illusion you know because I bet if you're not happy you can get all this and you'll get there and do you know what once the nothing stays shiny for long no once the shine wears off, you're like, huh, why do I, why am I yeah, still not happy? Yeah, I used yeah. to have, I have a, a, an adventure travel company and we take clients away and stuff. And a lot of these clients are very wealthy. And um, I just, I, you could see this common thread where, you know, they're always looking for the next. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? And the most exciting thing about the acquisition was the acquisition itself. Once mm -hmm. they got it, it was like, huh. Now yeah. what? 
when's the new one coming out? Or what's wow. this? And it is, you know, it, it's, you know, acquisitions are temporary. For me, memories last a lifetime. Yeah. And I was in the memory business, if you like. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. I, I was in the business of creating memories for people that you couldn't purchase, but you could through the right person. Mm. You know, oh. but it takes, um, and I say the person, we, we had an amazing team, mm. you know, and I was only as good as the people around me. So, you know, and it was sort of like a bit like adventure architects. We create these incredible experiences, but. The experiences was all for me. It, the only reason I did it was for the reaction. Yeah. Watching this wow. evolution of the person turn up a little bit nervous, a little bit. They'd always had this dream to go to the Arctic, for argument's sake. Making that a reality for them. Yeah. And watching them sort of very nervous and then leave as a mini Bear grills, you know. <laughs> it, that made my heart sing. Yeah. And that's what was addictive for me about that business. And also I got to go on these incredible trips, which was my lifeblood, you know. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That, That's what made me sing. Mate. Well, this is the same as comedy. It's the same. When I see a room full of people just falling around laughing at something I've said, that feeling, and it's not even, it's not ego, it's not, it isn't kind of, it's not attention. That was what I found with the pandemic, all the lockdown. I, I had a conversation with another comic. And he went, oh, yeah, but we need the stage. And I'm like, no, I don't actually need it. I don't need the attention. I'm not an attention seeker. What I love is taking people out of their life for 20 minutes mm. and, and helping them forget about it for a bit. Like the other night, I was doing a gig and I was in Woking, of all places, and a woman spat her drink out. She, she just uncontrollably laughed at something I said and the drink just came flying out. And didn't then, hit you, did it? No, no, no. It hit the bloke in front. <laughs> but you're going, oh, mate, I've made that person for one minute just forget everything that's going on and just lose themselves in that moment. It's a, it is a privilege. And that, what you've given that person, those mm. images, that those memories are, are worth so much more than anything money could actually buy. It's incredible. And I think... This is why it's interesting talking to you. The conversation we had briefly just when we, when we were setting up and we were talking about the fact that, you know, you've, you've lived an extraordinary life with the adventure stuff, which is stuff that we read about in magazines. And, you know, we grew up reading about Shackleton and people like that. Well, I don't... Yeah, but they yeah. were walking around on bloody clogs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. however, how they managed to get about, I don't, I do not know. Mm. But you know you've lived that extraordinary life, and then you've you've there's, you've you've experienced fame, which is what a lot of people chase after. You've experienced that kind of showbiz lifestyle as well, and all these things you've experienced. Yet you got to a point where you couldn't see any point carrying on. You were so low at one point after things had happened that so we all aspire to have these things but all these things don't matter when inside like you said if you're not happy none of these things matter and that I found when you were telling me about that before I found that extraordinary like but you've got the life yeah well I, I think probably the perception is that I do and, and let, let, mm. I'll be the first one to say I'm incredibly grateful from where, where I sit today I'm I'm forever thankful every time I come into my home um, after a trip or whatever, I just look around. And I, I thank the house. I know that sounds crazy, yeah. But you know, um, and the reason we're here and talking is is about um, mental wellness. And there was a time in my life where 
um, you know, I was going through a divorce and um, some other things had happened at the same time, which were pretty dramatic. Mm. And um, I think we all have 20%, right? Or for me, I had 20% that kept me safe. Right. I never committed 20 of my entire self to okay, anything yeah. because it was my protection, right? If everything fails, I've got 20%. That's my shield. And my 20% was broken. Mm. And uh, I, I remember, you know, uh, it's, a, it's quite sort of emotional for me to actually talk about, but Sorry, it, it was a time where... I, you know, I just didn't know how I was going to get through it. Yeah. If I'm really honest, I just didn't know. You got that. You got that dark. It was. Just it got that. It really out. did. And 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 I, I couldn't talk to anyone um, for numerous reasons. Mm. One because I didn't have the courage, misplaced stoicism, whatever ego. I I just didn't. Oh yeah, I know. I'm fine. I'm fine. Yeah, yeah. I'm fine. And I, I was fucking broken, man. I was oh, on my man. knees. And I came in, you know, the one thing, the thing, and I, you know, I, there was a time where it got to where I nearly took my life. Mm. And I believe my late father stopped that from happening. Oh, really? And... I, I, you know, I, I guess I'm a bit spiritual like that, but I, I believed he, he was there, and and um, uh, uh, you know, I ended up, you know, not doing that, and and after that, I, I, you know, I found this house, and I remember I was so broken. Three major events had happened. My father had died. I was going through a divorce and there was an, an event I was involved in that was, you know, just about as bad as it gets. Mm. And then I got this house and I remember I came back one day from abroad um, and I walked in through the door and I shut the door and this this house was, you know, fucked at the time. I mean, mm. it was it was falling apart, but... Uh, I shut the door and I was warm, I was dry, and I was safe. And I slept on a sleeping bag on the floor Mm. and I just, and that saved my life. I had this, it was like my little cave, my safe place. Nobody could touch me here. I'm okay now. And so, you know, I guess that's where it all started, why I'm doing what I'm doing now is that I just wanted to do something bigger than me. I wanted to help others. I knew that mm. if I'd been in that place, that there must be others that have been there. And Definitely. why is nobody talking about it? Especially somebody, like I said, somebody like you, that on the on on the surface is you know you're you're Mister Adventure. You're out there. You're doing it. You're like pushing on, and you you've you've pushed yourself to places where we could, a lot of us could only dream of going to. And not not just not just you know physically, but mentally as well. It takes a lot to get to these places. Not just you're not just driving up to crew. You know you're 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 really flinging yourself out there. And so for someone like you to experience something that 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 low. 
I think it's so important for people like you to talk about that. This is why it's good that sports people are coming out. Like mm. Ricky Hatton talked about being depressed. You know, like, how is he depressed? You know, Tyson Fury, you know, the king of the world. He's, he's but this about goes it. back it's, to my you know, thing of on the surface, everything looks shiny. These mm. guys have got wealth beyond measure, fame beyond measure, fitness you know, et cetera, et cetera. Everybody wants to touch them. Everybody wants to give them a show. Everybody wants to give them more money, but they're still not happy. Yeah. But the illusion is, and what we're always told, I believe, is that we'll be happy tomorrow. Right. I'm happy when I have more money. I'll be yes. happy when I've got a better wife. I'm happy when I've got a bigger house. Happy when I've got, you know, a better lifestyle, whatever it is. But the thing is, all those things are temporary. Mm. Nobody on their deathbed said, I wish I had more money. <laughs> no. What do you want on your deathbed? If you get the call tomorrow, what do you want? Your kin, your family, your yeah. son, your kid, your daughter, your wife. You know, that's all that matters at that point. That's all you've got can hold on. No say, oh, can you bring me my car? <laughs> you know, can you bring me a briefcase of my money? This is it, yeah. I want to just stroke that for a while before I take my last breath. Yeah, I don't yeah, think yeah. so. No. And I think... If we don't stop every once in a while and appreciate what we have, what the fuck is the point? Yeah. And I remember my father, just but I was very fortunate enough to be there when he passed. But before he passed, um, apparently this is what happens is that, you know, they have like a last injection of energy. Okay. And and he suddenly had this injection of energy. He said, Matthew, will you take me to the garden? And he was a real nature guy. And I pushed him out in the garden in the wheelchair and, and I, I was watching him and he was looking at the trees and, and the wind going through the trees and oh, it was, uh, I, I remember just looking at him and I'm thinking, Dad, what are you smiling at? What are you smiling at? And he just said, just look at that, man. look at the colours, look at the wind. You know, listen, listen to it. Listen to the birds. And at that point, everything had become so visceral. Yeah. Because everything's just about to go. You know, two, three hours later, he's gone. <coughs> oh, mate. But at oh. that point, yeah, it was it was so powerful. And I, I, I remember that to my day. And I just thought, whatever I do for the rest of my life, I've got to stop every once in a while and really appreciate where I am, yeah, not what I have, no, because there's all things come and go, right? Acquisitions come and go, yeah, but that memory will be with me to my grave, and and the learnings that I've had to date have I th I think sort of made me put a real value on friendship, kindness, mm. being selfless, and life. Yeah. Life, this is all we've got. It is, yeah, as far as we know. You know there yeah. is no second chance, right? right? So we better get on with the business of living. You know, and somebody says to me, so, you know, what what are you up to? And I tell them, and they say, God, yeah, I just saw you up another fucking mountain or whatever it was. And they said, why do you do that? And I said, you know, man, I, for me, it's in me. I can't mm. really not do it. And it makes me happy. And, you know, I just want to chase life. Yeah. You know, I, I I got a call when I came back from the Arctic earlier this year, um, and a friend of mine said two of, two very good friends of mine had both been diagnosed with cancer, fifty years old. Um, one wasn't even fifty. Both of them were given like one was given three months, the other one a little bit longer. And I'm sitting there like, mm. oh, 
holy shit, that's it. Yeah. You know, and I think if any of us get this call, you know, your first thing is like, holy shit, right, I've got to go and do all the things I wanted to do. No, fuck, dude, you're fucked. Yeah. At that point, they're probably pumping you full of some drug or whatever to try and, you know, the, the, the those moments of chasing yeah, life are now yeah, gone. Yeah. You can't wait till you get the call. You've got to grab it now. Yeah. And so for me, I want to grab it now. And and so for me, every spare moment I have, if there's an opportunity to go and explore, I'm out. Yeah. I'm done. You know, I'm going to do it. And and <clears throat> but the, going back to your question about you know uh, being broken, I think you know during that time, I just remember as well just the enormity of these events mm. and not being able to talk about it was really really tough yeah because i had to be sensitive to the you know the life i was living at that time oh, yeah, of course um, yeah so i had to keep everything internal but so you so you end up you know the, it's this famous thing isn't it or the you know the commonality is that you go to a to a doctor to because that's all we really know that's all mm. we're taught if there's something wrong you go to the doctor yeah um and what does the doctor do it gives you a pill, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you, you you take a pill, and you know take that. Come back to me in a couple mm. of months. Yeah, you're on, right? And I'm taking this pill. I don't feel happy. I don't feel sad at now. Just I don't feel nothing. anything. Yeah. And then I was thinking to myself, well, hang on, what what happens when this stops working? Oh, we'll give you a stronger one, right? Okay. So what happens when that stops working? Well, we'll give you another stronger one. So oh, so when does it stop? Yeah. And I don't think doctors, God bless them, I love them and I think they do a fantastic job, but they're taught about trauma, as in blunt force trauma, but not mental trauma. No. So what can I do to help you? They don't know any different. God bless them. It's not their fault. You know, that's why you go to a psychiatrist or a therapist or whatever. So they, they, what they know is to give you a pill. Yeah. And, And for a lot of people, that's great. But for me, it didn't work. Because I wanted to feel alive, not numb, like yeah, a zombie. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, yeah. I didn't want to be a passenger. I wanted to pay, partake in life. You know, it, yeah. So I flushed it all down the toilet, and um, I remember I met Andy, Andy Puddicombe from Headspace. Yeah. Amazing, amazing, lovely, lovely, lovely man, and wonderful story. Um, and and I think if I remember correctly, he sent me. I said, you know, I'm really struggling, and he goes, "It's okay." Mm. It's amazing when somebody's just on such a calm level you're just like (laughs) (laughs) and he brought me down and he goes i'm going to send you a code use as much of headspace as you want start in the beginning and work your way oh you know i don't know i I don't know if i'm any good at that and i'm not i can't really sit still the last thing i'm gonna do is you know sit on my ass for 10 minutes (laughs) half an hour and try to think about nothing good luck with that (laughs) but um but it changed my life it, and, and again, I think it was one of the catalysts that really helped me, you know, get back on track and mm. and um, get where I am today. And I'm a big, big advocate for it. You yeah. know, some people it, it's it's tricky for, and I'd say probably everybody it's tricky for because it's not easy to sit still and think about nothing. No. And it's a real discipline. Yeah, but if yeah, you yeah. can, if you can find that. Um, the discipline to sort of do it, like every morning I do 10 minutes now. It's only okay. 10 minutes. Yeah. But I sit here, I, have a, I get up about six, all the lights off, and I just sit there and I'm... Yeah. And I put some, 
you know, I've got this uh, on Spotify, I've got this forest sounds, back to the yeah, forest again. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. And I've got birds tweeting, water going, and and then Andy in this ear is saying, you know, <laughs> deep breath, chill out, dude, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And 10 minutes, and in it, I think I find after a, about a week of solidly doing it, even 10 minutes, mm. for some reason, I'm just like, yeah, like things don't chilled. things bounce off a bit better. Well, I find it before bed is when this when your brain kicks in and the carnival starts. And what I've been doing now, not necessarily meditation, but what I do is that I have to physically say to myself, "There's no point in worrying about any of this. You're going to bed." And I start, start thinking about more positive things that like really push myself. Mm. And I've been doing that for the last few months, and it started to work. And so just before bed, when I could feel it kicking in, oh, do you remember that thing you said in 1994 to that person who doesn't even remember meeting you? Yeah. You know, you, it's all that and you push it, you're like, all things, you're like, oh, you upset that person. That person has had 30 years to, of other things to worry about. They don't even remember that. Why are you worried about it? Yeah. Why are you worried about school? That was school. Yes. The school's not even there anymore. Yeah. And so I put all these things to one side in my head. And I could feel myself start to calm down. And so so it's not necessarily thinking about nothing, but it's just putting all the shit bits away. Mm. You don't need that. You don't need that memory. That's not one you need. You remember that holiday you went on? Do you remember that? Do you remember that, that one, that, that place you went to in Turkey that was really nice and you fell down the stairs on your suitcase because you were drunk? That's a nice memory. Mm. Why you hang on to that? Don't worry about that. This bit. And I'm pushing all these things around in my brain. And then I just drift off to sleep, and it's a really nice. It, it's 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 helped me so much. It's calming the noise, isn't mm. it? And I, I I liked it the other day. Um, I thought of this analogy. It's it's a bit like your computer. Mm-hmm. You know, fucking every day, and then it stops working. Fucking thing hitting it. Why won't it work? Why won't it work? And then the only reason, the only way we can get it to rework or rejig itself or reset. What do you do? Switch it off. And on again. Yeah. But when do we do that? We, we never don't, do, right? do we? There's no now. reset, right? Yeah. And so what we do is if we're feeling tired or, oh my God, da, 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 stressed out, so I'm tired, I've got another few hours. What do we do? We drink, we drink, we drink mm-hmm. coffee. Yeah. We caffeine. We red bullet or whatever we do to jack, get ourselves jacked again. And the thing is, it's really important to listen to your body because if your body's saying you're tired... I know it's not easy to take any time out or five minutes or whatever, but it's really important to listen to your body because then you, by the time you get home, you're jacked on caffeine or whatever it is or sugars or whatever, and we're not sleeping. And then it's rinse and repeat, rinse and yep. repeat. And, you know, I, I hear it all the time that, oh, well, you know, in the Western world, we've never had it so good. Uh-huh. Well, if that is the case, why has there never been more people committing suicide and more people on antidepressants than there has ever been in human history. The numbers are through So that's the roof, telling yeah. me there's something very fucking wrong. Yeah. We're not doing it right. You know, and I'm not saying us, I just think the system is gone. It always comes back to the system. Yeah. Because we're never told it's okay to be still. We're never told you're okay just the way you are. Yeah. Do you know what? If you got a little bit fitter or do you know what? If you were a bit smarter or do you know what if you had a nicer car you and, and you just think yeah yeah do you know what I need that yeah. yeah I do need that and you get that and everyone's saying mm, do you know what you could do with a better this or a better that and you but nobody says god man 
You're fucking great. <laughs> they never do. You're great, man. I love <laughs> hanging out with you. Are you, yeah. you, you know, I, I just wish I had more of your vibe or what you, you know, the way you live your life. It's just simple and happy. And but we're never told. It's like kids, you know. The kid, you know, you bust your kid's ass to get good grades, and the kid comes home and he's got a B, and he's like, "I got a B, Dad or Mum." <laughs> yeah. It's like, uh huh. That's great. Do you know what we should try for? Let's get you that A. Mm. Let's go and get you a tutor. And it's like, <laughs> do you know how hard I work to get yeah, the B? And it's still arms. not enough. Yeah. And now you're going to get me a tutor when that, that t- I'm so tired after trying to get the B. Yeah. Now that's not enough. And I tell you, you can have straight A's all the way through your grades, but it's not going to define your life. No. It won't. Not at all. So, yeah. yeah. And I fight, and, but it, yeah, it's the, it, it always comes back to the system. Many conversations I've had, it's the system that we're crammed into that we're all individuals and we don't, all of us, there are some people that feel they're fine amongst it and they are, they're in that world or in that corporate world or whatever they're in. But this system where we're seen, we're told we're good citizens if we've got a good credit rating. Oh, you can borrow loads of money from the people in the suits. You know, you, that's, you're, you're a good person. Not just, oh yeah, you're great to be with. You're nice to hang around with. Like your energy's great, like you just said. Mm. It's always this other thing that, and then because I, I have these conversations with people all the time, I'm like, oh, I've got to get my, I've got oh, my credit ratings this and that. I'm like, don't worry about that. You've got everything you need. What else do you? You've got a nice car. Your house is fine. You, you've, your job's doing all right. Don't worry about the rest of it. You, you'll, you'll be fine. You know, the kids all right. Is the how? How are you two? How are you getting on? Are you two all right? You know, the, your your marriage is that fine? I think that's what we should be worrying about is us people mm. rather than these extra bits that we, we're told will make us better humans, as you just said. Well, I think it's also, I think now I don't have any inhibitions about talking about where I was mm. and, and what happened to me. Yeah. <coughs> and um, I was in the pub the other day and there's a guy that goes to the pub and, you know, he's he's funny guy, you know, good looking chap, mm. makes a lot of money, you know, he's got a wife, two kids, et cetera, et cetera. And he goes, hey, Matthew, I haven't seen you. Why are you doing? What's going on? Da, da, da. You know, what are you up for to for work at the moment? Oh, I do a bit of this, but I'm actually working with men's mental wellness. You know, mm. I'm starting this project called Momentum Men. And, you know, I was, uh, oh, really? Well, why are you doing that? And I said, well, I was, I was completely fucking broken. And mm. the statistics now saying, you know, it's the biggest killer of men, men under 50, you know, more than cancer and heart disease. And you just think, and he's like, and yeah. I, I kept, I, I was talking about it, talking about it. And he goes, and I said, well, what do you mean? He goes, mate, I drove to Beachy Head last weekend. No way. And I was like, and you'd look at him yeah. and the car, a nice car, nice life, yeah, nice everything. He's got the life, yeah. And you think, holy shit. Yeah. And isn't that the biggest wow. thing that people say when this, when the, the worst happens? I had no idea. Yeah. Oh my God. That's exactly it. Because nobody talks. Yes. And I think this sort of goes in circle, uh, in a big circle on why we're talking today mm. is that people don't talk. No. And I think if we're willing to talk <laughs> about the fact that we may look shiny, yeah, but actually we're a bit fucked too. Yeah. You know, and I always say, you know, well, yeah, but you're okay now. It's like, uh, it's like being an actor or a painter. You never master the craft of being well. I think you you learn the pitfalls and how to get over them better, and but it, you're always learning. 
Every yes. day, every interview I do, every podcast I do, every person I talk to that's in this world or, or vicariously in this world of um, men's wellness, mm. they all have some, a new learning for me. And I'm finding it, I feel like a sponge that's just absorbing yeah. it and loving it. And sometimes it's desperately tragic and sometimes it's just incredibly heartwarming. And I think these conversations mm. hopefully are... Um, an opportunity to men, for men, every man, rich, poor, whatever, gay, straight, it doesn't matter. No. It just doesn't matter. If you're suffering, it's okay. You know yeah. what? It's okay to be sad. It's okay to be a bit broken. Yeah. You know, it's okay to be depressed. You're still a man. You're actually more of a man because you're talking about exactly. it. Exactly. And that takes oh, enormous courage. Massive, huge amounts of courage. Why it takes courage oh. in a modern world is insane. Right? Yeah, it shouldn't yeah, take yeah. courage to be able to talk us out something. It should take courage to climb a mountain. But yeah. actually, it's easier to climb a mountain than talk about your problems. It is. It, it, it's it, crazy. Um, I was, I've was. just been listening to Adrian Edmondson's book, Berserker. And in that, he talks about, he's had suicidal thoughts to the point he just thought suicidal thoughts were just, they were just normal. Everyone has them. And it was only when he spoke to a friend of his and he went, no, mate, that's, you need to go and talk to someone. That's not, that's not how everybody thinks. Mm. More people do than don't. But again, on his level, you're like, that's Adrian Edmondson. Mm. And he's having those thoughts to the, and it, and it, I was, I, I stopped the car. I'd stopped the car. I was just, I was just like, what? we need to talk. And this, like you've just said, this is what we're doing, and it's so great that you're setting up what you're setting up. Your your momentum, momentum is is wonderful because it needs it needs to be that. And there are so many men struggling silently, mm. and it it frightens me. It's really frightening. And if I, if you yeah. don't mind me asking you, you know how you got here, because obviously, generally, mm. there's a few triggers or a couple of moments in life that have taken you to that point as much as you've come back a bit from it. Yeah. You thought, I, I, I have to talk about this. Yeah. This is not okay. And everybody I seem to talk to says, I'm like that. Yeah. I've had those thoughts. And you think, really? Yeah. Just like you said about the book. Yeah. What the fuck? Him? Yeah. Really? Hang on a minute. It's, it's, he's it, a rock star. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. You know, like really Liam Gallagher has even talked about, He's struggling with it a bit. And then he said, he looks in the mirror and he goes, oh, I'm Liam Gallagher. It's fine. But, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I just, I'd been through every relationship I've ever been in just always sort of fell apart. I'd been married. I've only ever been married once before to a wonderful woman. And I ruined it by being too self-centered and kind of too busy focusing on my career and like, oh, I need to be this and this and that and the other. And then I got involved with somebody else and it was a, it was a very, destructive uh, relationship that really took its toll more than I realized it had. And it wasn't until I sort of came out of it and I was just, again, broken. And you said about the 20%. Mm. I've always been, I didn't realize this until afterwards. There's always, it doesn't matter where I've been or what I've been doing or any drugs I've taken or drink I've drunk. I've always managed to keep one hand on the ground and keep that center and go, I oh, know I'm alright. I've never been, and I've taken some stuff, and but I've always managed to keep one hand on the ground, going, no, 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 you, you're alright. You're off your head, but you're still, you know where you I are. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. I still always knew where I was. I was always able to get home. 
but this after this, it was I just didn't have that. I was just lost. It's like I like in gravity, the film when he becomes detached and he's just yeah. spinning off into space. And I felt like that. I just I'd put so much effort into that relationship that was so destructive. And then come away from that and things are being said about you that aren't true. And you're thinking that everyone hates you. Everyone's believing her because she's a bit more famous than I am. And it was a bit like, oh God. And I just started to cry one day because I was planning on doing it. I worked out, there was a bridge, go under the bridge, leave my phone in my friend's flat. So nobody will know where I am. And it wasn't a well-worn footpath either where the bridge was. So no, it would be a while. So it wasn't even, oh, I'll do it here and I'll be found and it'll be, it was like, I'm going to go under there and no one will find me. And that's when I started to cry and that was at my lowest bit. And I remember thinking about my boys and just just sobbing mm. because it's it's not about, I suddenly was like, it isn't, yeah, all right, I'm hurting and it's horrible and I don't want this pain to stop. But the pain that I would put my lads through if I did that. And that was the turning point. I think that's the hand on the ground was the boys. Yeah. You know? I think it's interesting. I just did a podcast with an amazing lady, Claire, mm. who has got a fantastic charity called James's Place. Yeah. And her son tragically um, ended his life. And she's oh, created God. this fantastic charity off the back of it. She's done just such a force for good. Yeah. Out of something just so desperately tragic, something amazingly positive has come from that. And talking with her about, um, and she's been doing it, I don't know, 15 years, I think, mm. now. Um, I said to her, what do you think the main cause of uh, suicide is for for men? And she said, instantly, relationships, right. as in divorce, et cetera, yeah. et cetera. Um, you know, little man losing his pride, his purpose, et cetera, pride. broken. Oh, man. Yeah. Um, and he said the second thing is probably financial. Mm. Um, and... I, you know, you can see it. I think, I think we spoke about there's so much anger in the world at the moment with men versus women or women versus men and, and whatever it happens to be. Mm. And do you know what? I don't, I certainly don't have any problem with any of it. No. But it's, it's all this sort of anger yeah. that is pulling us apart when actually don't we need to be you know, closer together. Absolutely. Have more understanding yeah. opposed to he, she, they, him, whatever. It's just like, wow, there's so much anger in it yeah. that it's just tearing the society apart. When actually, if if we can have a bit more understanding and a bit more kindness and welcome each other in, then I think it would certainly be a better place. And I, I don't know many men that don't want their other half to be successful and do well. Yeah. Of course you do. If you love you your do. wife... You want them to do well. Support them with that. Fantastic. Yeah. You know, I, I, and I yeah. think, so I don't know, I, I, I sometimes feel that, you know, all any human really wants is to love and be loved, right? Yeah. That's all we really want. And and ultimately it sounds incredibly simple, but my God, you start putting egos and pride yeah. and financial and trying to function in a modern world and you know it's a miracle any marriage lasts right yeah 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 really is it. Um, yeah 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 and the ones that i have seen that thrive are the are the ones where people are really selfless yes do you know what i that's mean that's exactly and it. they never take yeah. it too far my best friend i won't mention his name 
um, in case he gets a bit embarrassed or kicks my ass. But he's an amazing guy. He's actually my mentor as well. He, right. He's one of the most prolific climbers in the world. Amazing, amazing guy. Just a force for good. And his wife is is an amazing, amazing woman. Super fit, super happy. They both were, um, live up in Scotland and he works in the mountains all the time. And she's a, a teacher in outdoor education amongst many other qualifications. And they are... Every time I go up there, I'm just like, oh. you know, they're just, they have chickens. He he has wow. his own honey, has hives what? everywhere. Um, <laughs> you know, he, he, he they bakes his own bread. It's a very simple and really beautiful, harmonious life. Yeah, and they really love each other. You know, they hold each other. And they, they said, you know, I remember I went for a run with her and then she goes, Oh, he's my soulmate. Oh, I love him to bits. Yeah, and and he says the same. And they came down when this house was being done. I we stayed in this tiny little place. I was staying in this tiny little Airbnb while this was being done. I mean, like beyond small, mm. minute. And upstairs with these two bunk beds, and then like that much space right. and a wall, right? <laughs> and I went up there in the morning to give him a cup of coffee, and they were in the bunk bed together. <laughs> On the bottom bunk bed together. And, wow. just, and there's no room. There's no, no, no. no. Room. It could be less room. <laughs> and they're just happy as like yeah, two peas in a pod. There. And I just, that's my, they're an inspiration, not just in life, but in their relationship. And, and they're just beautiful. And, you know, they're, they're now 60s and, and they're out in um, uh, Turkey, no, Turkey, uh, Greece climbing. Oh, amazing. You know, they go up these yeah. crazy climbs. In their 60s. Do, yeah. <laughs> I mean, honestly, they both look hyper fit. Yeah. You know, and they just don't, I mean, numbers don't mean anything to them. They just do what they love doing, and that's being outdoors and living the dream. I think that's it. You just got to keep moving like that on that level. It's like if you had an old car and you left it in the garden, and then eventually it all gets overgrown, and then the tires deflate, and then it starts to rot away. But if you kept that car moving, it's going to keep working. It's going to keep working. Use it or lose it. Yeah. You know? And it's so important to keep going. It's that, it is that, I think I do have that. So may I ask yeah. you something? You know, you've done quite a few, um, I'm fairly new to this now. Mm. Um, I've done about eight podcasts and we're launching soon. Um, and, uh, you know, Paul, amazing yeah. guy who makes it all happen. Yeah, he is, with producer you Paul. So without producer he's, Paul, he's, we, we, yeah. we, this wouldn't be happening <laughs> and we wouldn't be here today. So thank you very much, my friend. Yeah, well done, producer Yeah. He's like the drummer in the band. They don't get enough love. You know? um, I mean, his name's Paul Daniels and he's actual magic. Yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> yeah, if you could show some tricks as well. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. Part of him, yeah. But um, so you, you've done a few of these now and I, and I wonder if you've seen a common thread. Yes. And I'd love to know a little bit more on that. What, what have you seen? And uh, a common thing that keeps coming up with men, especially because, you know, like we've touched on, misplaced stoicism mm. pride ego we never talk about anything but we're both here to say fuck that it's fuck time that to indeed, flip it yeah it's that it's it's that assumption that everybody else is doing fine everybody else is smashing it and you know what you're feeling isn't you're just it's just a weak moment you should be seen as a bit more you know that old-fashioned stiff upper lip come on pull your socks up which, you know, there has to be a bit of that in order to get through life. Life's hard. There has to be a moment where you go, you know, I need to just dig in and get through this. But it's that, it's that inability to 
to just be open and talk to your mates. That I talk about this a lot on here is when somebody says to you, how are you? Actually tell them. Don't just go, yeah, I'm fine. Go, oh, I don't know what, it's been a shit, been a shit week to be honest. Just on that, just on that, mm. those simple little words. It's been a bit shit to be honest. And also when you're, when on the other side of it, be open, be ready for when you say to someone, how you doing? Be open for them and ready for them to go, I've had a bit of a shit week to be honest. That's really good. So yeah. on both sides, to be open to the fact that for you, Michael Smiley said it on this very podcast, a uh, brilliant actor, smashing dude. And he said, you know, everyone's transmitting, no one's receiving. Mm. And it's such a wonderful phrase. That is great. Yeah. yeah. So when you're, it's all very awesome, open up, talk to people. Also be ready for someone to talk to you. And on a simple thing, I've been banging on about this for the last few weeks. When you arrange to meet someone for coffee or go and have a pint, there's a, there's a, there's a, we, on the day of the meeting, you get that, oh, I can't be asked. Oh, it's raining. Oh, it's just, yeah, I've been a bit busy lately. Mm. I might just cancel and postpone it. Don't do that. Stick to the plans. And that's such a bloke thing to do. Oh, well, mate. We're terrible. I love us, but we're terrible yeah. as well. And there's the other side of it, you know, and it, it, this has been well documented. When someone on the day that you're supposed to go and meet someone and you get that text, ah, oh, sorry, mate something's come up and you get that, ah, oh, I didn't want to go anyway. You know, it's, <laughs> but it's not because you don't love that person. You don't, you don't like that person. It's yeah. just that you couldn't be asked. Mm. And it's about being asked. Be asked. Go and meet. For, it's an hour or two out of your day. Go and have a coffee. Mm. Go and slag whoever off. Go and have a moan. You know, get it off your chest. And you'll feel so much better when you come away. And you'll be so pleased that you went. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. You're so right, because receiving is incredible. Yeah. Right? And I think that's a real learning for me. Again, like I said, yeah, every time same. I do these things, I learn something new. That is something for me is always be ready for the unexpected almost or, yeah. or just in case. And I, I, again, this is a really, this is probably 20 years ago. I um, 
did an audition in London for something. And man, I just fucking such a shit job, you know. <laughs> We've I, all done that, I think man. we'd had a kid and, <laughs> and I was tired yeah. and I went in and and I always used to say, Can I get the script before? Because I'm I'm yeah. shit at reading because I've got dyslexia and if I have to read it off that, nobody's gonna understand oh, what the God. hell's going on, let alone yeah, me. So so and they were it didn't happen. They go and then they go, Here you go. And uh, and I was like <laughs> Mate, I'm so shattered. And I I, I was like La, 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 la. Yeah, thanks very much for coming. There's the door, <laughs> off you go. And, uh, I mean, I don't think they could have kicked me out there quick enough. So I sort of left with my two, tail between my legs and, and I got in the cab and there was this Indian chap driving. And I don't know what it was. He was just a really calm, mm. calm. Instantly, he said to me, how are you doing today? And mm. it was, he said it in a way that was inviting me to speak. It wasn't just I a... Felt yeah. And this is before I knew anything about what we're talking about now. Mm. It felt safe to talk. Yeah, that's the that's a great thing. Yes, yeah, and I started to talk to him. Oh, you know, I'm, oh, shit day, shit audition, everything is shit weather, shit horrible, horrible, horrible. And he's like, and every negative was hit with a positive or a reasoning. Right. Well, yeah. The weather's shit, but the weather's just the weather. You've just called it shit. So you've now just called it something negative. So now you believe that that is shit. Uh, but the weather is just doing just what, it what it does. Oh, yeah. It's not trying to be shit. <laughs> you know? It's not, yeah. it's not doing that just to so, piss you and, off. And, 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 uh, wow. and in the, you know, then I was like, yeah, whatever. Shut up. You know, type yeah. of thing. Not to, I didn't say that. No, but, no, you no. Know, you're thinking, well, oh, yeah, I'm trying to be negative. For God's sake, let me be negative. And by the end of the cab journey, he had completely flipped my mood. Oh. I got out of that cab yeah. bouncing. And then I walked into my house, and what was I to everybody in the house? Happy. Happy. I told them a story. It was amazing. I was nicer to my kids, nicer to the dog, nicer to yeah. my um, my wife. And um, and I just thought, wow, that man just had a profound effect, not just on me, mm. but everyone around me. Yeah. He completely changed my mood. So if you can, from what you were just saying to me there, which I love, mm. is being open and receptive, like this guy maybe that said he drove to Beachy Head I was talking about earlier, yeah. just by listening, yeah, maybe for him it's like a pressure cooker. If you don't fucking take that thing off the boil, it's going to go bang. Exactly. So if you can unscrew and just let it... Yeah, just a little decompress bit. a little yeah, bit. Yeah. You're going to go home, and everyone benefits. Everyone, yeah, your wife, you. your kids, the animals, everyone. Exactly. And it was like you said with the taxi driver. It was the way you said it, and the fact that you were open about what you'd been going through. You gave him the you gave him the safety. It was something clicked, and he went, mm. "Oh, I can actually tell you." And that's that's so important. That safety, the safety, be able to be able to to talk about it was. That's a really nice thing. That's a really nice phrase. A really nice. That's that's what I've just taken away from this. It's like, mm. yeah, the safety. Oh yeah, I can say so it if, now. Yeah. If you can imagine though, if I'd gone to the pub, I mean, and I'm pretty open, but if there were five guys there, mm. all you know, thumping their chests and rugby yeah. and beers and yes. excuse me, God knows what else. And I throw that one in the throw this oh, fuck fucking grenade in. <laughs> yeah. You know, everyone's gonna be like, "Yeah, all right, mate, keep it light." <laughs> yeah. Jesus, you're right, you fucking hell. Yeah. So I think you have to pick your moments. So, um, so for me, you know, obviously, there's if there's a moment somebody says to me, "What's going on?" I say, you know, it's it's been a bit tricky at the moment. Mm. You know, oh, oh, really? What's up? 
And actually, they want to help. They think, fucking hell, I'm having a shit time as well. Maybe he'll ask me how I'm doing. Yeah. And suddenly, there's a conversation where you go home and you just think, oh, I just feel so much better. And another great thing um, that happened to me was a a great friend of mine started this um, chat. um, And... It was like an like a Zoom call, and it was I think it was just coming off the back of COVID. And he's a he's a real sort of like mindful hippie kind of guy, lovely guy, a bit alternative. And everyone sort of goes to him because right. he's always like he gives you permission to just uh, dump, yeah. right? And um, he said, "Look, Matthew, I've, I've got about six guys I'm talking to at the moment, and they're all busting my chops <laughs> about whether it be ex wives or struggling at work or whatever, not fit enough or whatever mm-hmm. it is." And I just, and he just said, I just want to put a call together so the six of us can talk. Yeah, nice. And if I mediate that, yeah. are, you, are you okay to join us? And he sort of was asking my permission if if, if it's okay to join. And I was like, well, yeah. It felt like to me, <laughs> like, I've, I've, you know, I've, I know some mates that have been through AA, et cetera. Mm. And, and it's like, if you go in the room, you're in the back left hand corner <laughs> for fuck's sake, don't yeah, talk to yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my God, I'm not like you lot. And, uh, yeah. And and I thought, well, oh, yeah, but I don't, you know, I'm not going to talk, mate. I, don't, I just don't feel comfortable talking. Mate, no problem. If you don't want to talk, you have to talk. I thought, well, look, yeah, okay. I'll mm. give it a bash. And we sat down there. Oh, we, we was all on the on Zoom. So everyone started to talk, right? The first guy started to talk, and it was something about losing his kids through the divorce and et cetera. And you could see everyone go, that's just like me. Yeah. Hang on, that's that's what happened to me. And then another guy talks about, oh, this this happened to this, and it's like, that's what I worry about. And then suddenly, it was like everybody there was this commonality within yeah. that space wow. where everybody could bond. Yeah. And before you know, everyone's chatting, and you suddenly thought, God, each individual person never would have spoken to anyone. Not ever. But we've now given a safe place for everyone to talk. Yeah. And in that safe place, everyone's been allowed to emote to to you know purge if you like a bit and it was just it was just brilliant yeah and and it's kind of i think in a way we're doing it in a sort of a slightly more uh um overarching way in the fact that we're talking and then people can listen and say mm-hmm. hey hang on i'm just like matthew etc or whatever yeah, yeah. and um or rich and i think it, it it's sort of like well hang on if he's a you know well-known comedian and Matthew's you know done whatever he's done and and they're both broken yeah or were broken or on the mend or whatever you want to call it well then it's okay for me yeah. to be a little bit broken exactly you know? that. and and, and yeah. it's I think allowing giving people a space to be able to to come on board or not come on board, just listen. Take yeah, what you yeah, want yeah. and disappear. You don't have to give a name. You don't have to talk no, to anyone. But you can listen and take, you know, I call it like yeah. a toolbox. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that was really helpful. That was really helpful. Put that in there, that in there, that in there. And I always, the, the one I mentioned earlier about the rabbit hole. Yes. You know, it's like if when you go to bed and you start thinking about that and then you start thinking about this and then that person that fucked me over or this person that didn't listen or this ex-girlfriend that hates me or mm. whatever it is, you put your head in and the more you think about it, the deeper you go. Yeah. And the deeper you go, the darker it gets because that's the definition of a hole, right? The this deeper you it. go, the darker yeah, it gets. Yeah, yeah. But if you can go... I, I, it, 
I almost the the trick I have for myself is I laugh. I have to smile and go, "You're doing it again. <laughs> yeah. You're doing it again, yes. and you know exactly what's going to happen. It's just going to be depressing, and you're just going to wind yeah, yourself come up. On. You've done and this get already. Pissed off. Yes. You know the routine. Do, you yeah, numpty. Yeah, yeah. Stop it. And so <laughs> I sort of stop myself and I go, oh, "God, I'm off again." Yeah. And I just go, "There's nothing down there for me apart from angst and torment, and I'm not doing it." Yeah. And so I, I pull myself out. I mean, it's not, I say, I, you know, I don't, I'm not perfect. And I'm certainly, it doesn't work all the time. No. And I definitely have days where I'm, oh, oh God, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Desperate. But they're certainly a lot less than they were. Mm-hmm. And and I think working in this space and meeting amazing men like yourself and, and that are able and confident enough to talk well, is, is yeah. joyous yeah. for me. This is why it was when Paul mentioned it. It was like we absolutely need to talk to Matthew because it's such a great thing, momentum men. Yeah, that you're setting up. When will that co- go live? So, like anything, I learned this phrase as well. <laughs> I've got loads of these little yeah, nuggets. Yeah, yeah. Slowly is the fastest way to get where you want to be. Okay. Right. Right. <laughs> so it's like if you rush up the mountain, mm-hmm. you'll get altitude sickness and you'll be crippled and you're never going to make it yeah so think about it what's your route where are you going to sleep right. pace yourself yeah, yeah, yeah. and get there and get it right mm-hmm. so initially i was going to launch this probably in well, four or five months ago yeah but i wanted to, it wasn't necessarily about it being right i just wanted to feel comfortable yeah you know in the fact that what i'm talking about have we have we been considerate enough are we open enough um and and i think i think it's like anything and a lot of entrepreneurs to say say the same thing which i love is is you know if you haven't failed you're not trying hard enough yes yeah you know and, <laughs> and i've failed so yeah. many times in business i've got it wrong so many times i've wasted so much money mm. but i've taken like we said about the toolbox those little yeah, nuggets of yeah, bit yeah. bits and pieces and so from building momentum men it's certainly not going to be perfect no but it's an evolution. Yeah. You know, we will, we, no car, you know, the Model T when it first came out wasn't, wasn't a Ferrari and it certainly no. isn't a Focus or a, whatever they're making now. It had to start somewhere. Yeah. And so for me, it, it, the idea is it will be launched in um, November, God okay. willing. And I think that's going to be the case. Um, but, you know, we won't be all things to all people on day one, no. but it will be a start. And I, hopefully it will be a lot of goodness, a lot of help, um, and a place to breathe. Yeah, and I, for one, am really pleased at that you're doing it. It's it, it's gonna you're gonna change lives, and that's not even change lives. You're gonna save lives, and that's the difference. Is what we're doing, and I say that I'm not trying to sound grandiose and like oh look at us, look at us. It's literally us talking to each other. We'll have there'll be one person will listen to this, mm. and they'll go oh right. And that's the important bit. And that's why I do this. And that's why you're doing Momentum Men. Mm. It's just to, to get those numbers down, even by one. That's my dream. My yeah. dream is if I could if I could help one guy in a million yeah. to either potentially not take that very dark road mm. or help them get over depression, divorce, whatever it happens to be. If they if we if you ever if if you can make that work, my God, what a privilege! God, what what an yeah. amazing gig! What a, what a what a profound, incredible thing, gift you could give somebody. Yeah, you know. And I think 
for me, that's my primary driver, just like it was in the travel. I wanted people to come off those trips smiling from ear to ear saying, holy shit, where are we going next? Yeah. And a guy come back to man, that podcast was amazing. I got so much from it. I've I've sent five guys this information. They were all struggling and they've all got something from it. It won't be all things to all people. And some no, no, people no. get something and others will get nothing. Yeah. But that's okay too. Yeah. People if, get what they, exactly that. People take the bits they like from this. There's sometimes I say stuff because I'm off, off on a rant and they go, oh, I don't really agree with that. But he did say that other thing. So I'm quite, I'm on board with that. Yeah. And that's it. And that's, it's all, at the end of the day, it's about the dialogue and opening up those safe, those safe avenues that we can all wander down and and chat. And this has been fantastic. Oh, mate. thank you so much for allowing us into your your lovely house. And well, thanks for coming, thank mate. You. It's been I an mean, absolute pleasure, Matthew. It's been a joy, and, I, and I, I wish you every success. And you, with mate. insane in the insane in the membrane. Insane in the membrane. What a name! A momentum bed. We're <laughs> yeah. going to go kick some ass, and, and uh, oh, I look forward to that merch. <laughs> we're in the business of making smiles. Hopefully, absolutely. Thank Brilliant. you, mate. You bet. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello HelloFresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Made by darkhorsedigital.co.uk Shooting, live streaming and podcast production.